Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Matthew chapter number 19. Uh, Keep your Bibles open, if you would, through the message this morning. I want to take you uh, in and out of a few passages, but all close. Matthew 19 is where we'll begin, and then uh, we'll refer back to Matthew 18 for a bit as well. Matthew chapter number 19, we'll begin at verse number 13. Matthew 19, verse number 13. Then were there brought unto him little children, that he should put his hands on them and pray. And the disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said, Suffer little children, and forbid them not to come unto me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and departed thence. Bow with us. Father, thank you for your word. I pray that you would open it to our hearts today. We need this. And I pray that you would expand this and may it become to us a burden, a Lord, a work to do, that we might see our responsibilities. We thank you for, Lord, your word and what it means, God, when we just believe it. And we pray that in all of this, you might be honored and lifted up, exalted, that one among us may know that you're God, that you're the Christ, the Savior, and believe. We trust you in all that you're doing. We ask for the unction, for we confess no abilities of our own, nothing but weakness we bring. But we're asking God for you to make the difference. Speak. May your voice be clear, and God, may we be obedient to it. We ask you, believing as we pray in Jesus' name, amen. 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 In chapter number 19 of Matthew, we find that Jesus had left Galilee and is now entering into Judea. And as he did, the word of Jesus' coming was spread abroad. And what happens, you'll find in the first part of chapter 19, is that they begin to bring all of those that were sick, all of those that were possessed, the crowds began to follow. They seen Jesus, they heard Jesus as he was coming, and as often he went into other cities, the multitudes quickly gathered. There were so many sick, no doubt. So many that had needs, had issues. And as, they, as the crowds thronged him, and he was pressed about by so many. Uh, you know, a lot of us, if we were put in situations like that, we'd just, we'd just pass out, right? If we were in a crowd of people like that, and all of their attention was on us, and all of their, their, their petitions were coming to us, and, and everybody was about us and just thronged us, we might in our own little minds, become overwhelmed. But Jesus was, this was something that he experienced. You remember when he fed the 5,000? There were more than there that that day as he spoke to them. And again, when he fed the 4,000, I'm just giving you a reference of the multitudes of people that were coming unto Jesus. There were crowds of people coming to Jesus. Oh, how I wish that was still the case. How I wish that the people would come to Christ. And yet what we learn from the scriptures is that many, 
many of them that came were they came for the healing. They came for the bread. They came for the fishes. They came for themselves. And yet all the while, there was a Savior that should have been worshipped, a Savior that needed to be served. And they all missed it. Most of them missed it. And yet as we see this, as Christ had come into this this particular place and, and there he was facing the hateful questions of the Pharisees who were trying to tempt him with all of these throngs, these masses of people that surrounded Christ. The Pharisees and their hypocritical, pharisaical voices came forward and pushed themselves to the front and began to challenge Jesus with questions that he dealt with. He dealt with them clearly. He dealt with them rightly. He shut them all up. And the Bible said that about the time that Jesus was was dealing with all of this, that somebody brought a little bunch of kids to him. They brought some little ones right into the midst. Now, let me say first and foremost how grateful I am for those that will assume the responsibility of getting little ones to Jesus. Now, that's the very essence of what this message is about this morning. I believe today as we preached last time from Matthew chapter number 18 about the little children and except we become as little children, uh, we're going to miss heaven. But what I believe we need to see today is that God has a a heart for the little children that are among us. I believe that little children today, uh, before they get to the age of accountability, I believe their hearts are the ones, uh, friend, that when God looks at it, it ain't that they're perfect. It ain't that they're uh, innocent. It ain't, friend, uh, God, that, that they're free of sin. But I believe before they reach that point, uh, friend, when, the, uh, when that acknowledgement of right and wrong really begins to occur in their conscience and in their soul, I believe under God, there is near to heaven as a person can be. And I believe he loves them today. I believe the Lord loves the little children today. Now, I ain't talking about just your youngins. I'm talking about everybody's. Amen. I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the drug dealer. I believe God loves his children. I believe God loves a drug dealer. I do. But I believe the children are special to the Lord today. I want us to see this today. I want us to recognize not that one soul is more important than another. But I want you to see what Jesus did and take that as the example for you and I today. Listen, when all of the adults had the attention of Jesus, when all of the adults were clamoring about what they needed, our friend, somebody took an effort. Somebody gave forth uh, of their heart. Uh, to bring a bunch of little children to Jesus. Now, they wasn't sick. There's a bunch of them had grave illnesses, no doubt. Uh, but somebody, I wonder who that's. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask the Lord when I get there. Who was that? Who was that mother or who was that dad or who was them few people that said, you know what, Jesus is here. Uh, we got a bunch of little kids around here. I know they're sick that need to be healed. I know there's probably some that's possessed uh, that need, uh, need a devil cast out of them. Uh, but I got a better thought. I wonder what would happen if we could get these little ones into Jesus' view. I wonder what Jesus would do if we could just get these little children in front of him. Listen to me today. It matters where these little children are today. Somebody cared enough to get them to Jesus. It don't give their names and friend, he don't need mine nor yours. 
But what he does need is somebody that will acknowledge how precious in the sight of God are every one of these little souls, these little minds, friend. They can't help whom they're born to. They can't help the circumstances they live in. They can't change those things. But I'll tell you what we can do. We can recognize that there's a God that loves them and he wants them in his presence today. Little children, I believe, according to the word of God, what Jesus told them in Matthew 18, he said, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. And then he'd come back in chapter 19 and he'd say it again. For of such is the kingdom of heaven. Oh, listen to me today. We have a responsibility Friend, to to think about those little ones that are around us. I'm grateful to God that we've got some little children in here. I was looking at them as they was up there singing, and I thought to myself, God loves those hearts. Amen. They they can't help to who they're born to. They can't help the circumstances they live in. Uh, there's some of them that ain't ain't here this morning that normally are. Uh, but I can tell you this right now: the Lord loves them. He cares for their soul. Uh, friend, He didn't love you more than them. But I'll tell you right now. Now, there is something about children uh, that the Lord Jesus Christ acknowledged. There is something about the little children that you and I as adults, we forget. There is something about their hearts. There is something about their soul. A friend that the Lord Jesus Christ was interested in. He stopped everything. Uh, they brought them little children into him. And you know what the disciples were trying to do? Uh, but yet Jesus dealt. A friend, he gave himself. He allowed them the opportunity uh, to, to be touched by him. Friend, Jesus cares for the little children today. He cares for the little children. I had a thought in my heart, and I'm not certain, friend, that it's absolutely uh, the way it is every, everywhere, but I still feel like it is. When a child's born into this world, they've got as just, they've got just as much love. God loves him just as much. Uh, friends, he does any other child that's born in this world. Oh, I've thought about all the enemies to Christ that are out there and how many of them have little children that they're raising up in that, that hatefulness. They're raising it up in that ungodliness. And I think to myself, oh, what an advantage that little children are when they get brought to Christ, when they get brought often into the uh, presence of Christ, when they're allowed to see uh, the things of God. I bless him today. I praise him today that somebody took me to the house of God. Uh, somebody didn't care what I thought as a little child, whether I felt like it or didn't feel like it. I was drugged to church. I was took there. I'm grateful to God today that somebody cared for the little children enough. Uh, amen to God. I'm grateful uh, for the somebodies that are among us today uh, that have a heart for the little children because God loves the little children today. He loves them. We've got schools. We've got schools that are full of little children today. And I pray to God that he'll send more teachers with a heart for Christ into the school systems. I pray to God that he'll he'll infect the hearts of good Christian men and women and make them have a desire to go into uh, the public school system and, and, and share the love of Christ with some of these little ones. Hey Amen. You know what? It matters when somebody loves you. I'll never forget it. I was in the second grade when we moved back to Tennessee and, and, and I went into a new school and I went into new people and I didn't 
didn't know any of him, but I'll tell you, I remember what happened. Uh, they put me in the second grade. Byron Miss Wilson was my teacher. Uh, she, <laughs> Miss Wilson was my teacher. I went in there and I sat down, and I remember on the first day of school what she did. She stood up there and she had us pledge allegiance to the flag, and then she opened up a Bible. She opened up a King James Bible and she read to me and then she prayed. I'm telling you right now, she cared for the little children. Are you say, preacher, maybe somebody had just taught her to do that. No, I had the privilege of sitting with her just a few years ago. Her near 90 years old, she came to the church on a, a, a Christmas Eve or a Christmas service and I saw her back there. When it was over, I went back there and I put my arms around her. I said, do you remember me? She said, I sure do. I said, hey. I said, I just got to tell you something. I said, it mattered to me when you read the Bible. It mattered to me when you prayed for us. And big tears rolled down her eyes. And she said, that's the reason I couldn't keep doing it. They wouldn't let me tell them about Jesus. Oh, thanks be to God for them that care for the little children. It matters, friend. We need to have a heart for the little ones. We need to have a heart for the little ones. Somebody cared. Somebody cared for these little children. I don't know why it's so hard to understand this concept, but it apparently was something that was foreign to the disciples. If you go back to chapter number 18, you'll find something similar. And yet what happened in chapter number 18 when they was all trying to figure out who was the greatest in the kingdom of God, Jesus picked a little child out of the crowd. He brought him up there and he set that little child right in the middle of them. Amen. You think to yourself, say, I wonder if that little, ch- real, little child really wanted to be right there. I believe so. Amen. I ain't never found little children that didn't want Christ. I ain't never found those little hearts. Amen. Even though they be raised in situations, friend, that that simply didn't give them opportunities to know Christ. I've not really ever met a child. I'm talking about a child that that didn't have a desire, didn't have some kind of hunger for a God, for somebody, a friend that that is a savior to the world. Listen, when they brought that little child, Jesus set him in front of him. He began to deal with the disciples and he pointed at that little child. He said, you listen to me. He said, except you become humble as this little child you'll not enter into the kingdom of heaven he was making a statement there friend uh, not just for the child but for those that were listening we need to be like the little children and I've done preach that one but let me say to you today he was fixing to say something concerning the little children of Christ that I preached about last Sunday but brother he also meant it for the little child that was sitting there he was the example that little heart that little mind was the example and the, the, of the very examples that Jesus gave was for him too wasn't just for those that are of this world the little children of Christ many of them adults it wasn't just for those we know what the Bible says when they stand before Christ and the Bible said ultimately he looks at them and he said he said when I was naked you didn't clothe me when I was sick you didn't you didn't, you didn't, or in prison, you didn't visit me when I was sick. You didn't come to me. And he said, when I was cold, you didn't help. All of these things. And they said to him, Lord, when did we see you that way? 
And he said, as oft as you did it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, he said, you did it to me. He was talking about the body of Christ then. He was talking about all the little children in Christ, adults and children likewise. But may I say to you today, I believe he is also referencing children in specific as well. I believe there's a specific reference. You say, how do you believe that? Because when we get to chapter number 19, when we get to chapter number 19, and that whoever that was brought that little bunch of children to him, uh, the Bible said the disciples rebuked them, and yet what we find is that Jesus received them. Jesus had an I'm telling you right now there is something about children that we don't want to miss. Jesus made it clear. Let's see if we can see it. He addressed the disciples this year. The Bible said that when they brought them to Je- brought them to or was bringing them to Jesus the disciples rebuked them. Now I'm not sure if they rebuked the children or if they rebuked the ones that brought the children. It doesn't say specifically But let's just take it this way. They were rebuking them both. They were rebuking those that were brought to Christ and that they were children. Now, there is probably in many today the thought, well, the children have all the time in the world. Or the children, uh, friend, they're just children. They don't have the capacity to think as adults do yet. They're not in a place where they're cognitively, they can understand everything that's going on. And yet what we assume in our minds that somehow or another, that changes God's opinion about their soul. And yet what we see here is that the love of Christ for these little children, a friend, was evident. What the Bible said was, is that Jesus immediately deals with the disciples. He deals with them, and the Bible said that he rebukes them. Uh, Oh, listen to me today. Uh, If if we had been there, I believe our eyes would have got great big when Jesus turned around and said, Hey, hey, don't you tell them not to come to me. No, don't you tell them. Don't you send them little children away. No, he said, you bring them to me. I, I believe old Peter and John and James who thought they were doing the Lord a favor. They thought by shushing up the little children, pushing away the little children so all the adults could have their important things worked on. They thought somehow that the little children didn't rate where everybody else did. I beg your pardon today. Jesus loves the little children. He loves them. No, I can see one. I don't know who said it. It might have been several of them disciples standing around there. They were probably irritated and agitated already by the Pharisees. They were upset. They were hindering what Jesus was doing. He was healing people and helping people. And then these Pharisees step in and Jesus got to deal with their hateful, tempting questions. And he does. And then this, this somebody comes dragging a bunch of these little kids up there. I don't know how many it was. I'd say there's a flock of them, a bunch of little kids holding hands. And this person comes pulling them up there. One of them says, what are you doing? So, well, I want to bring these little children to Jesus. I just want to bring them to Jesus. What do you want Jesus for? Ain't nothing wrong with these kids. I'd like for Jesus to lay his hands on them and pray for them. Ain't got time for you, your children. You need to go on. Jesus has got important stuff to do. I love this, don't you? I love this Jesus stuff, what he was doing. He said, hey, hey, hey. 
He said, no. He said, suffer. You know what the word suffer means? It means let. It means let them. He said, suffer the little children to come unto me. He said, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> let them come. He said, I'll take every one of them. Let them come. I'll make them mine if I can. Bring them to me. Their souls matter. Listen, there's a point in your life that you may make a decision to reject Jesus Christ. But until you do, let me be clear, friend. There is a word for your soul. Jesus wants the little children to come unto him. He said, you let the little children come unto me. And he said, forbid them not. He said, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. Let me tell you something today. It matters to Christ where the little children are. Look around you. There's thousands of little children in this county. Amen. There's hundreds probably in this community. And there ain't but a handful sitting with us today. I'll tell you right now, we need to try to figure out how to get them to Jesus. Amen. We we may not be able to influence uh, their hateful parents. God can. I don't know that I can, but God can. We may not be able to change their mind. We may not be able to get them to, 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 to stand up and do right. But I'll tell you right now, we could. We could do some more. We could try harder. We could look farther. And we could see, is there any little children that somehow or another we might be able to get them to Jesus? You say, preacher, you're just trying to build a role. No, no, if God builds a role, that's his business. What I'm trying to do is to follow the word of God. He said, suffer the little children to come unto me, for I'm such as the kingdom of heaven forbid them not for of such is the kingdom of heaven listen if the kingdom of heaven if this is the example I believe Jesus is being clear to you and I we need to get the children to Jesus hard for us to grasp for some reason certainly was for the disciples if you turn back with me into chapter number 18 verse number 5 Chapter number 18, verse number 5. Jesus, this is red letters here. Jesus says, but whoso shall offend. Let me, let me go back to, let me go back to verse number 3. Verily I say unto you, except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, verse number 4, the same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. But look at verse number 5. And whoso shall receive one such little child in my name receiveth me. You get the essence of that. I want to see three things this morning as pertains to little children. Number one, we have a responsibility as adults to receive them. Not discard them. Not to find them an aggravation not to find them a challenge to our own busy schedules, but according to Christ, we are to receive them. We are to receive them. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I don't know how many times that uh, the service being ended, I'll be up here and, and, and there'll be an adult talking to me. Uh, and I, I, I want to talk with any of you. If you want to talk with me, there'll be an adult talking to me and one of them little children will run up, wrap their arms around my leg. Let me tell you something. I'm not trying to be rude, but just mark my words. I'm going to pay attention to that child. 
Amen. They might not understand what it means to hold for a minute while they give a little respect to adults talking. You can keep teaching them on that. But I want to assure you this. When they go to hugging on the pastor, he's going to stop what he's doing with you. And he's going to acknowledge that they are worth something. I'll tell you right now, they don't understand the function fully that I have. And I've heard some of them, uh, to my own fear, look at me and say, there is Jesus. That's not true. And I told them as much but they're children today and their heart is looking for Jesus that'll terrify you so because they're looking what they know what they relate about me for whatever reason makes them hug my leg why it's because (laughs) there is something about the heart of a child I believe every child that wants Christ, that somehow in their soul, that's when it's the greatest. There is that there is that hunger they don't understand. All they know is that them people that's trying to help them get to Jesus, them people that are telling them about Jesus, them people that are preaching to them and singing them and teaching Sunday school to them, those people are trying to tell me about Jesus today. According to Jesus in verse number five, he said that we need to receive them. We need to receive them. We don't, we don't need to discount the truth that when a little child comes to Christ, often what they're doing is coming to you, right? Because you're, you're the Christ they see. You're the Christ they hear. And so that, that's all they know. And when they come, we as the adults are not to push them off, not to hold them back, but we're to suffer and to let them. We're to forbid them not, but we're to welcome them to Christ. Now, Christ is the only one that can save them. He's the only one that knows ultimately. But according to him, he wants them to come. I believe the best opportunity to win a soul for God is when they're young. When they're void of all that malice and hatred and jealousy and lust and all of those things that plague an adult, a person that has come past that age of accountability, the person that has come to that knowledge and they see themselves as a sin. Listen, the child don't have that yet. Oh, what an opportunity. To speak Christ into a soul that has no thought one way or the other. And yet they simply, I believe, receive truth. You see, for whatever reason, children can believe this. Where adults have a hard time. I mean, you you tell a little child that Jesus Christ died on a cross to save him from the sins. He shed his blood that they might be remitted of those sins. And if they'll believe in him, they get to go to heaven. They'll just believe that. where it take weeks of God pounding on your soul just to get you to hear and yet the little child just says yeah I believe that Jesus said listen I'm going to hurry he said said, you got to receive them you got to receive them I know that Christ was talking about the little children, his, his flock as well. But he was talking about, because he set the child in the middle as the example. 
I know he was also talking specifically about the little children, especially since in chapter 19, we hit the subject again concerning children. He said, receive them. He said, for as many little children as you receive, he said, you have received me. I don't know if that bears any weight upon your soul. But Christ said, every child you receive, you have received me. That's how important children are to Christ. We need to receive them. Not only do we need to receive them, but we also need to make certain that we don't offend them. Look at verse number 6. The Bible said in verse number 6, But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Uh, That's pretty serious talk by the Lord. If you don't mind my saying, he's 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 not negotiating this topic. As a matter of fact, he said, he said, do not forbid them to come unto me. Let them, suffer them to come unto me. But then he also said, receive them when they come unto you. And he said, by the way, he said, be careful to not offend them. Now, if you try to, uh, there's no way to preach all of this, and I, I probably don't know half of it, but there are ways that we can offend the minds and the hearts of little children. There are ways that we can offend them that I believe the Lord Jesus takes very seriously. He said that, that woe unto him with whom offenses come. Now, he said it's inevitable. He said it's going to happen that offenses come in this world. He said it's going to happen. He said, but woe unto them by whom it comes. For it'll be better for that man or that woman that a millstone, you know what a millstone was? It's what they ground corn with. A great, big, gigantic rock weighing thousands of pounds. He said it'd be better that a millstone be tied around their neck and then cast into the sea. Now what's the millstone going to do? It's going to drag you to the bottom and you will not come up. That's what Jesus said about those who would offend the little ones. Offend the little ones. What do you mean offend the little ones? Well, how about living in sin in front of them? How about cussing in front of them, drinking in front of them, pornography in front of them, doing everything in the world in front of them? That is the opposite of Jesus Christ. You want to talk about offending a little heart? Teach them the world. You've offended them to the highest degree. You've offended their heart and you've offended their conscience and you've offended their minds. And friend, these little ones are impressionable in every way. They are looking to those around them to do the right thing. They are looking for those around them to teach them the things they need to know. They should do. And what are you doing? You're living in sin. You're living in adultery. You're living in fornication. You're living in in all of these ungodly things in this world. And it offends the hearts of children today when we live in sin. Offend them? It'd be better for you than a millstone hung about your neck cast into the sea. What's that means? It means there's a judgment coming for those 
that would offend children that way. We've all heard Sammy Soto's testimony, and he's got four little children that have been adopted. And every one of them came out of families of drug addiction. One of them found by the side of the road, just born. One of them found in a toilet. Woe unto them that would offend one of these little ones. Now, let me tell you something. He is the one that can say woe. He is the one that can declare judgment, right? Not me. But the Lord Jesus said, it'd be better for you than a millstone tied around your neck and you cast into the depth of the sea than for you to offend these little ones. These little ones. It's applicable to all the church. We know that. I preached that last time, so stick with me here. But it is also applicable to those little hearts and those little minds that have not yet known Christ. There's some of them sitting among us today that they're not listening. There's some of them sitting today, they may have done conked out. There's some that's sitting here today that maybe they are listening. And I can see you. Maybe they do. Maybe they do watch. But here's what I know. It is absolutely imperative that we not offend these little ones. Because what they need more than anything are those that would shine the light, the beacon of Christ into their world that they might see him and not this world. Offend them, yes. You can offend their little conscience and their mind. You can offend what they believe is right and what is normal. You can offend all of those sensibilities by you not doing what God has called you to do. And think about it this way. You got little children, you're raising them up, and, and you don't go to church but one time a month. Is that not an offense to that little child? Huh? If you were neglecting that child of physical food, they'd put you in jail. But I would contend unto you by the voice of Christ that there is something more important than physical food. He said it himself, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. When you keep children out of church in order to do your own will, your own life, your own lust, your own pleasure, friend, you have offended their sensibilities. That is an offense. That is an offense. And the Lord Jesus took that offense very seriously. And according to Christ, he will judge it accordingly in the end. Yeah, it matters. It matters. Say, preacher, don't tell me how to raise my kid. Listen, do whatever you want to do. The Bible has already spoken. And if you don't line up with the word of God, it's you. It ain't me. You've got the problem. If you are offending these little ones... Amen. You're, you're living two lives. You come into church and you raise your hand and you act like you're worshiping with everybody else. But the minute you get home, you're talking the preacher down. You're talking the members down. You're backbiting and whispering, saying your little cuss words here and there, going off and doing your own thing, forgetting that there's a Wednesday night service or a Sunday night service or a Sunday morning service. You forget that their minds are impressionable and you offend their little minds. Not only did he say not to offend them, but he said you better be careful you don't despise them. Verse number 10, chapter 18, let me read it. All right, I just want to read you the word of God this morning, right? You can deal with the word of God. Take heed, 
Take heed. Listen to how he started it. You better pay attention. You better listen to me. Take heed that you despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto you that in heaven their angels always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. Now there's controversy over that, but I, I just take it for what it says. Amen. When I get to heaven, he can tell me what it really meant if I was wrong. But I just take it for what it says. It says to me they've got angels. Now, I remember several times that uh, we had experiences with our own children. That uh, Old Blake fell out of a second-story door one day, landed in the mud, flat on his back, and his head this far from a concrete block. Number one, thank God for the mud. It was soft. And thank God for the angel making whoever dropped that block had it right where it was at. Or what if an angel laid him down there? Out the window, out the door he goes, and the angel just says, ah, I got that. All right, you believe what you want to do. But read verse 10 and wrestle with that one. Regardless of what he really meant, here's what I know. They are important in the eyes of God. Important enough to say that their angels are even beholding the face of God right now. These children are important. You cannot despise them and simply push them away. No, to despise means to think lightly of or to put down. Listen, you can abuse little children. Put them down. Despise them. Tell them they're not important. Show them they're not important by not doing the things Christ has told us to do. But you are despising these little children when you do. He said, you better take heed that you not despise these little ones. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to see the situations that exist today. and The little children that are being brought up in homes that are just godless. There's no Christ in the home. There's no influence in the home that is godly. There's nothing but a worldly influence that pervades everything that child does. What he's allowed to view, what he's allowed to partake in, what he's allowed to be a part of or to say. And, and, And you know what? All of that comes back to the parent. We have a responsibility to see that we do what God has called us to do. And number one, he said, you better receive them. Number two, you better not offend them. And number three, don't despise them. Because these little ones are important, very important to me and to the Father. What are we doing with the little ones? I'm going to ask him to come get a song. I don't know your heart today, but I know this part. The little children are important. Absolutely. The little children are important. Melanie, he's important. Amen. God bless you. Just keep handling it. That don't bother me. If it bothers you, look at me. Look at me. Because Jesus loves the little children. And their angels behold the face of the Father always. We have a responsibility as the people of God to care about 
the little ones. There was a, a young lady at church Wednesday night. And she was one of the, the bus kids. Back before COVID, we had a bus that was running, and we was going into the trailer parks and picking them up. And by the way, I think we could start that again if anybody's willing to drive. But they were picking them up and bringing them in. Guess what? This one got saved. That was her testimony. She got saved because somebody brought her to the house of God. She lost her way for a while, but she showed up back here on Wednesday night and said, I just couldn't live that way anymore. They matter. They matter. It matters to God that they're here. It matters to God that we're trying to get them here. It matters to God their souls are real. Would you stand with us? I don't know your heart today, but if you need to repent of offending, despising, or not receiving the little ones, repent. Repent. Get right with God. Repent. But regardless, you need to get right, and we need to get right, and we need to do what's right by the little children. If you're here today and need Him, come on. 